Andres Segovia Show. Good morning, Anaheim. This is the Andres Segovia Show, and I am your host, Andres Segovia. That was my best impression of Robin Williams' Good Morning Vietnam, because this episode is an extension of the news roundup that I promised I was breaking up into two in the previous episode because this one is to inform you as to what the heck has been going on with Anaheim and this whole rent control battle because it's been a daily uh, news item here in Anaheim and as the or- as Orange County's largest city this is a big deal because if this domino falls the rest of Orange County can follow and the thing is that what's happening here isn't foreign to anybody. We have a housing affordability issue. This has been something that's been going on throughout the country uh, for some time now. And in the past couple of years, I, 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 if I could pick a range, I would say the last 18 months, there's been a very strong movement to get rent control, not just in local cities, but in some cases statewide, like like Oregon is like the first state to create basically statewide rent control. New York recently, uh, this is the city though, uh, passing rent control um, in the city. But there's a lot of other discussions in other state legislators, not not just the local um, um, municipalities, that are debating this very thing. And here in California, being the most populous state of the union, there's conversations about this all the time, and we have a lot of cities with rent control as well. But here in Anaheim specifically, what is going on? So I pulled up uh, a, a few articles that I want to highlight uh, this uh, information for all of you that would shed some light as to what's happened, why it's happened, and what's actually happening, and of course, what the ramifications of rent control is. So we have seven members of the city council here in Anaheim. And uh, two of them are, are, are usually hard left, uh, led by one of them in particular. And, and that's uh, Councilman of District 3, uh, Jose F. Moreno. Here is uh, a, a portion that kind of this, this, this paragraph kind of summarizes the entirety of what the snowball got rolling. So at the beginning of May, residents of the 19-unit Casa Grande apartments in South Anaheim received a 60-day notice of large rent increases, some as large as 50%. Of, that, that's a big bump for, for anybody not used to paying that on a monthly, on a monthly uh, basis. So District 3 Councilman uh, John F. Moreno took this opportunity to seek to impose a six-month rent control ordinance on all apartments. That's the extent permitted under the, under the law, uh, under state law, limiting the rent increases to 5%. His proposed ordinances will uh, were on on the the, the council's agenda around mid uh, June. Moreno's allies happens to be among the progressive left unions and advocacy groups that have spent uh, the past few months organizing to turn out people to that meeting in the hopes of convincing the council to basically pass rent control. I'm going to save the arguments against rent control. These are the facts uh, for later in this episode, but. What happened was that that, uh, that agenda 
was shot down. These are articles that I'm pulling from the Anaheim blog. Uh, you can go to anaheimblog.net to, and I'll be linking these uh, articles in the description for the, for the show notes on my website www.theandersegovia.com uh, as I normally do. So this uh, the previous article was called Jose Moreno's Rent Control Ordinances Worsens the Affordability Housing Problem. But I'll revisit that one. The one I'm going to dwell on right now is the Anaheim City Council voting down the rent control saying it would not solve affordability because uh, when Anaheim City Council voted, they voted 5-2 to reject the six-month rent control ordinances that was reported by John F. Moreno. The ordinance would have limited the rent increases to 5% plus the consumer price index. And uh, the, the two descending votes, obviously, or at least the ones voting for the uh, for the ordinance were obviously Moreno. But there's also another one named uh, Councilwoman Denise Barnes. Uh, she joined in uh, Moreno supporting it, which is a little strange considering that she's supposed to be Republican. Um, so her vote came as a surprise. Price. The Republican in District 1 styles herself as an opponent of government intervention in the marketplace. During her comments, however, uh, at the council, Barnes echoed progressive rationales to support imposing government price um, controls on Anaheim apartments built prior to 1995. When a landlord raises rents in an irresponsible manner, the city is duty-bound to act, Barnes says. It is when this arrangement becomes unbalanced, like when we have seen at the Casa Grande Apartments, that the action by these landlords need to be addressed. Now, let me jump over to another article. This one's from The Voice of OC, which talks about the grievances of these tenants, because uh, the article is titled, Anaheim Apartment Tenants Get No Rent Relief from the City Council. So when the City Council voted it down, um, this was some of the reaction that, that was heard. It's from... Uh, from, from Moreno. So we heard a lot from our residents this evening, uh, the, the, the night the, the, the voting took place, and we heard from the lobbyists. The lobbyists say everything is fine, housing is going to come, John Moreno said shortly after 2 a.m. that Wednesday. We heard from residents over and over that they are seeking relief. I am offering our council, as I did with the mobile home park ordinance, in urgency ordinance. On July 3rd, their tenants, their rents are being increased by $700 that we're aware of. Uh, residents from the Casa Grande apartment started attending city council meetings in April to petition the city to help for, on the incoming rent increases they will soon face. The rent proposals would have limited apartment increases to no more than 10% for six months in an effort to provide residents with some relief while the council looked for other ways to help Anaheim residents. The urgency ordinance would have taken effect immediately but needed six out of the seven council members to vote for it. The temporary ordinance will require four votes and a second a reading and would have taken 30 uh, would have taken effect 30 days after the second vote uh, everybody knows that I oppose rent control and it's not because the apartment association contributed to my campaign council member Trevor O'Neill said they contribute to my campaign because they know I'm a staunch opponent of rent control O'Neill presented PowerPoint slides to the council and said the average apartment uh, rent prices for the area around Casa Grande is $1,536. He also said that after the increases, the average rent for the Casa Grande will be $1,489, which is still lower than market. So this is uh, these are important facts that I will get to uh, here in a moment. But let me go back to the whole uh, city council. The situation has been with uh, the, this Casa Grande apartments. Uh, it's a 19-unit a complex. The, so what is that? Because there was there was a concern raised earlier this uh, this year around spring with regards to a mobile home park, which is affecting um, uh, the, the seniors that, that lived in, in among those mobile homes, uh, and that was settled with uh, the mayor. 
and and the the owners of the complex and of course with the tenants so that was something that i admired seeing where there was a bridge in the gap with the powers that be along with uh, the owners and uh, the tenants there and they were able to reach an agreement so Casa Grande has been the next one over that's been calling it more uh, attention lately for why we've seen two votes for rent control in June alone that were both shot down and they're going to keep coming back. It's just going to keep coming back. But the thing is, what is the Casa Grande? I already mentioned that it's 19, uh, uh, 19 units, but let's get to the nitty gritty of what this is. The Casa Grande Apartments is owned by a group of elderly immigrants ranging in age from 75 to 90 years old. They pulled their savings and purchased the nearly 60-year-old building in 1990. That's almost 30 years ago. Rental income is their only income other than Social Security. They have typically only raised rents $5 to $30 a year, which is why the tenants were paying rents far below market value. The Casa Grande owners opted for the large rent increase in response to rent control legislation making its way through state government that would have locked them into the significantly below market rates in perpetuity, threatening the long-term business viability in their campaign. Take uh, this to mean that was Prop 10 last year that scared the bejesus out of everybody that owns property. Adam Otke, and I'm reading uh, the article I'm reading from is the Anaheim uh, blog again. Uh, this is the article titled Anaheim City Council Votes Down Rent Control. Adam Otke, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, representing the Casa Grande owners, explained that it was no longer feasible to continue charging dramatically below market rents. These increases were relatively large. However, the large percentage increase is due to how low the rent has been for so many years compared to market rents in the area. Otke countered Councilwoman Barnes' claim that the Casa Grande owners were acting in an irresponsible and unbalanced manner. Casa Grande recently found itself in a difficult financial position following increased cost over the nearly 30-year ownership of the property, said Oke, noting the minimal rent increases during that time. Regular prompt repairs and even a good number of renovations contributed to a property that received commendation letters from the city of Anaheim for its level of upkeep, but at a cost that was simply too much over the years given the stagnant rent. Under the new rent structure, rents at Casa Grande range from $1,100 for a 650-square-foot home uh, studio apartment to $1,900 for a 900-square-foot two-bedroom unit. The amenities include a pool, on-site laundry, and at least one parking space per unit. Otke noted that the new higher rents are still 10% below market. John F. Moreno asked the council to approve the rent control ordinance in order to prevent the displacement of Casa Grande residents. However, according to Otke, residents of 16 out of the 19 units have already signed the new leases. Wait, I thought they were going to be homeless, according to John F. Moreno. He said, hey, they're going to be homeless if we don't do anything about it. We've got to pass rent control now, or at least a temporary freeze for six months. But 16 out of the 19 signed leases. Neither Moreno nor Barnes acknowledged any of these facts as they claimed the rent control ordinance was necessary to prevent Casa Grande residents from being pushed into homelessness. According to Otke, neither council, woman, neither council member had spoken to him or the owners about the situation at Casa Grande. Moreno said, Barnes repeatedly said the temporary rent control ordinance was necessary to protect Casa Grande residents from the rent increase. However, since all the Casa Grande tenants have signed new leases, Moreno's temporary rent control measure would not affect their situation. That is the story that's been driving rent control as of late. And there are the facts. 
that the ones that support that have been protesting, well, they've been organized by tenant advocacy groups to go protest. And I'm sure some of them have been Casa Grande apartment members. But when 16 out of the 19, as of that article, which was in July, uh, in June 20th, had signed leases, what's that tell you? They're probably realizing for themselves that holy smokes, regardless of the rent increase, this is still cheaper to live here than it is in other places around this area. Let's go back to that article about uh, rent control ordinances worsening the affordable housing problem because this is actually a pretty good summary. I like what it did. It doesn't solve the problem. Look, rising rents are a matter of supply and demand when the latter offers the former prices rise. Freezing prices does not generate more supply. According to the nonpartisan legislative analyst office, a substantial expansion of rent control in California will result in economic effects more dramatic than those suggested by research on the rent control to date, including significant reductions to construction of new housing. A, a Stanford University study found rent control significantly crips the, the rental housing supply by 15% as property owners look to other ways of earning a return, such as a condo conversion becoming owner-occupied units, or developing buildings for other land use. Another reason rent control, rent, rent control doesn't work, it stagnates the housing supply. Like any market, the, the affordable housing market requires dynamism to meet the needs of the public. Instead, rent control produces stasis. Those living in rent-controlled apartments have little incentive to leave, depressing the supply of available affordable housing. And landlords have little incentive to maintain or upgrade their properties leading to slumification. Rent control does not reduce homelessness. Look, John F. Moreno and Councilwoman Denise Barnes have also said that you know, people will be homeless if it wasn't for rent control. Uh, and without rent control, rising rents force uh, the people into homelessness, right? Well, this doesn't pass what is called the reality test because homelessness is indeed worse in cities like Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Santa Monica, and that is where rent control is most prevalent. I've made that case in previous episodes. Rent control legislation is causing rent gouging. Yes, this is true. How does rent still get so expensive even if it's opposing the rent control area? While Moreno points to the Casa Grande apartments as the reason for a rent control ordinance, the tragic irony is that rent control legislation pushed by the ideological um, soulmates in Sacramento that caused the rent hikes at Casa Grande. For many years, Casa Grande uh, residents paid far below market value, right? We, we just established that. The Casa Grande owners were the type of landlords, liberals, lionize. A mom-and-pop operation that rarely raises rent on their working-class tenants. The landlords have been so reluctant to burn on their tenants that they finance repairs and facility improvements by taking out loans rather than raising rents. Owning an apartment is a business, and the downside of not operating a business in a business-like fashion is yet undermined by long-term viability. That was the situation facing the Casa Grande apartment owners. The reality is they needed to get their rents nearer to market in order for it to uh, for in order for it to maintain or remain a viable operation. They would have preferred doing so in a, in a gradual manner. There is no reason to doubt that given their history of, of minimal rent increases. However, when it looked like rent control legislation would have made it through the legislature, the owners reluctantly accepted the reality and they had to get their market rates uh, soon or to be locked into charging rents far so low that it would jeopardize the long-term viability of their business. And that's the reality of what's been going on over there that no one else is really covering. And it, the Anaheim blog is one of the few outlets, probably the only outlet that's been pushing this out there. And that's why I'm highlighting there on this episode. Uh, I recommend you guys check this one out too because uh, sometimes the council members actually produce their own opinion auditorials on this 
um, on this website, anaheimblog.net. I recommend it for those of you that are Anaheim residents that need some news. Uh, because there's a lot of biased stuff out there and that's why I canceled my subscription to the Orange County Register because uh, when uh, when things got politically heated I couldn't take it anymore and it just like that's it I, I didn't I haven't subscribed to them ever since so I don't know how they've been handling this story but uh, to me it wouldn't surprise me the least that the mass media are pushing for um, what tenant advocates uh, advocate groups want and um, social justice warriors here are asking for which is rent control it hasn't worked anywhere it's been tried but they continue to push it and now it's getting to the point where they're trying to brainwash uh, people that are completely unaware of this by um, trying to tell parents that it's um, that rent control advocacy or pushing for rent control is part of good parenting. Where did I pull something like that out? Like that sounds so pathetic. There's a group called Accord, and they handed out a flyer at the no, the Catella um, High School uh, in uh, in May. Uh, this is uh, this is details from the flyer, and again, these links are, are on my website www.theandrosegovia.com, so you can read it for yourself. And it's about um, joining a, um, a a workshop about the critical role of engaged parents in an active community series. And they were encouraging parents to come over to learn about one how to become a citizen and register for the free citizenship clinic. Two. Meet your school board member, Juan Alvarez, and how he can be a resource to you as a parent in the district. And three, learn how to get involved and stop rent hikes in Anaheim. Say what? So apparently being an engaged parent means advocating for rent control in Anaheim, not to mention being recruited as a supporter for uh, or supporter of AESD trustee Juan Alvarez, a teacher's union officer and political ally of Accord and Councilman John F. Moreno, the sponsor of the rent control ordinances that have been on Anaheim City Council's agendas. That is fascinating. The back of the flyer said, save the date. Anaheim City Hall meeting this place this time to vote for a temporary rent freeze. No free rent for millionaires. This is how they're they're calling out uh, uh, the parents say you got to be a good parent go fight for um, rent control and the thing is for those that do not understand um, economics even when I say simple economics economics is still a little complicated for people that are not in the know but for people that do not understand the complexities of what contributes to economics they're going to believe this yeah of course a cheaper rent is the better way to go because who wants to pay more and that's the thing that when people aren't educated on this they're so easily swept away by the lies of the progressives when it comes to this. And look, I, I, I do not intend to, uh, to spend almost two months covering rent control, but it's been in the news, folks. So that's how serious this thing is, and I've had to bring this up, and I had to devote time just for Anaheim, just because of how seriously uh, intense it's getting over here. You know, yes, the, the, uh, there's more council members that are fighting it down, but the thing is, this is not going to go away because, again, Anaheim is the largest city of Orange County. Where is Anaheim, for those of you that are outside uh, of Orange County or even California are asking? Well, if you heard of the Disneyland Resort, the original Disneyland that opened in 1955, this is Anaheim. So, is a dominoes fall here, 
this domino falls, the rest of the dominoes will fall. People will be encouraged. The advocacy groups will be like, yo, we got one. Let's go get the next one. Because that's all they do. When Prop 10 was defeated last year, you thought they rested on their laurels? Absolutely not. They organized our, uh, themselves. And in, and in mid, by mid-January, they were already in Sacramento lobbying for the next version of some kind of rent control throughout the state to repeal Costa Hawkins. The only landlord protections in the state left. Well, guess what? They were given the go-ahead uh, a week before this uh, recording went up to collect signatures to put on the ballot next year, 2020, um, presidential election or general election, to have some kind of rent control uh, measure on that ballot. So it's our, they're already collecting signatures, and we know they're going to get it because there's a minimum. And all they got to do is just say, here, keep rents cheap or make it, keep rent affordable or rent is too damn high, whatever. You know, they like using all those colorful words. They even find new words to call rent control something else, something that's beautiful, something that's like different. Can It's it's just ridiculous. So, um, folks, that's why I've been harping on so much on rent control. That's why I'm going to take a break from rent control too because it's driving me a little nuts. But um, I, I thank you for keeping in the know with this topic because uh, for those that don't know and, and if you own a property or you um, if you rent a property or even if you tenant, by all means, share these episodes um, with those you know, those you love, those that you're acquainted with because they need to know that rent control has never worked. It still doesn't work. And if they really want to uh, rent control, by all means, go walk the streets where supposedly this rent control is uh, is, is beneficial and tell you ask them if that's some place they'd like to live. And and I will not be surprised with their answers. And that does it for this episode of the Interview Learning Show. As always, you know how to follow me. And I'll see you on the next episode.